1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live oh, at Five, yeah, Live at Five. Yeah, that's how we operate. Yeah, getting the band back together, too, all right. In-studio guest, uh, just days before, arguably a, a much bigger race than, well, maybe not the next upcoming mayoral or uh, council race, but the city council race, uh, check that, with the school board race on Tuesday with Millie Smith. <clears throat> uh, Millie and I have had an opportunity to talk before. And uh, we're just talking once again. And by the way, some interesting data that I've learned about the whole voting process. And I, I won't stir the shit, because, you know, at this point, who knows? Who's actually controlling what anymore? And I know I'm talking out of my ass right now. I'm sorry about that, Millie. But <laughs> I'm just, you know, uh, welcome back to the show. I know Jim was uh, talking to you at, at length about. Yes. What, what was he talking about? What, what was 650 a month? Was that his car payment for his No, gamer? that is his rent for the hangar for his airplane. Really? He spent 600 And he told me it was double his mortgage. I'm like, why do you even have one then? <laughs> Wait a minute. Double his mortgage? His mortgage. He said his mortgage was like $317 a month. I'm like, so then why do you even have it? 319 I mean, he bought that. But he's got a really nice townhouse. He calls it a condo. <laughs> 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 no one owns a condo up here. <clears throat> um, but he bought, he must have put down like 90%. How, I mean, $300 a month. That's probably his escrow for all we know. Yeah, anyway. it's a tax write-off. <clears throat> right, right. All right, so uh, like I said, we, we talked before. You look very lovely, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's the second compliment today. Oh, from, from Jim trying to get yeah. you back on the air again? <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Actually, it's not unbelievable. He's, he's too much. He really is. He's off the charts. It's, 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 I don't know what to say. What's this world coming to? <laughs> That's what the world's coming to? All right, anyway, a little good fellows there. <clears throat> okay. So, a couple of days away, you feel good about this? I see your signage all over the place, right? You're on Facebook? Yes, I, I feel good about it. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I've had numerous people reach out to me that I don't know on my Facebook Messenger. Hmm. Um, I've had messages from the Watertown Daily Times of people reaching out to them and wanting my number. They want to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, today, um, I believe a huge portion of the community received my postcard. Mm-hmm. I sent a postcard um, asking for their support and in there I delineated some of my platform initiatives mm-hmm. um, so I think delineated. it's I like that that's an SCT word go ahead sorry <laughs> so I think it's going pretty good you know I feel good about what I want to do right and I always feel very strongly that you have to respect your community so I'm putting mm-hmm. myself out there and if I get voted in 
I'll be very happy. And if I don't, then I just have to respect that the community wants some other type of voice in there. Yeah, but in reality, you're saying that we're screwed and that they're not listening to reason and it's, it's, it's all over the place. As you know, maybe I mentioned this the last time, but there was an astute mother or grandmother, whichever, or maybe she's just a reporter, and she said something about the overwhelming changes in the whole school system, particularly you know Fairfax, Virginia. You and I talked about it, and this one woman got on somewhere or other, and she said, don't think this isn't happening in your community. I'm, again, Millie, I'm not here to talk about the outrageous nature of some of the things that we're seeing in a school district. But we know, you and I have discussed, that over the last six months or eight months since last year, particularly in June of last year when they had Pride Week, that raised a lot of eyebrows. Correct. And so, but at, at that time, I'm thinking, it's just like, oh, that can't happen. Okay, that was just, you know, some... But it seems like, yes, we see the national headlines, we see it on Twitter, we see it here, there, everywhere. And that's a, a big reason why you're running. You ran once before, not that long ago, before COVID. But two that years was ago. A, that was a different, was it two years ago? During COVID you ran? I ran during COVID because that was when hmm. the ballots were you know, dispersed at the school. They received the ballots. They counted them. They verified. They did everything in-house. Right, right. So, and and I just want to set off this as a preface because I've been, you know, criticized before by a few people, but a few people in in America today, in my opinion, Millie, minority rules right now. Uh, Yes. If you're part of the minority out of the bubble uh, cities like New York, uh, Chicago, we've seen that. Miami. Oh, no, my Miami. <coughs> Los Angeles. Uh, these are the centers of thought processes that have led to this unbelievable ch- shift in our culture, and we see it happening at the school level. But that said, sometimes I come across as, That's, there's no room for that. We're talking about kids. We're talking about you and I grew up at a time when you just, you know, you didn't talk about that type of stuff. And really, when it comes right down to it, the laws, the penal system says that up until a certain age, you know, you're not supposed to do this, that or the other thing to a minor. But somehow or the minors all of a sudden, I mean, I just saw something today on Facebook saying some school teacher somewhere, it doesn't really matter, said that that person's not a pedophile. They're attracted to minority. Uh, ch- ch- check that. They're oh attracted goodness. to minors. Excuse me. So they're giving up a different, you know, kind of like twist a, a, yeah twist to a pathetic person and getting away with it and, yeah. and, and to a degree because 20th century creatures like us and there's a lot of people on the other side that went this direction i guess in the form of power randy weingarten got in front of congress recently that was a complete disaster so forth and so on so that's why you actively are looking to be a part of the school board how many members by the way are there right now the eight or seven i forget no so there's a total of seven currently we have six because one resigned uh in beginning of april or so so there's two seats no, there's actually three seats. Three so seats, yeah. There is two three-year term seats, mm-hmm. and then there's one one-year term because the Am- one that left. Yeah, Ambrose Sosa um, resigned recently, <laughs> and so he's done. Right, June thirtieth. Any reason why we might have discussed this? Any reason why he he resigned? I don't know. I've never spoken to him. I just heard okay. that he got a promotion at the Y because okay. the Y is coming under new leadership. Right. And he was up in the ranks there. Yeah. And I think that he got a promotion and it makes sense. Is that so a conflict of felt- interest to work at the Y and be in the school board, though? 
Well, not really. Saying, did no. he feel the heat? Did he not like what was going on? Or you know, I never so, had that right. relationship with him, so uh, I don't know. All right. So and it doesn't matter. So anyway. So all right. So that now this is a, a golden opportunity. Two years ago, were there as many opportunities or open seats, regardless of one seat left? Yes, one there left? were two seats open, and four of us ran, and the two incumbents won. Okay. So also, I'm um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Jason Carrington. Jason uh, Harrington. Harrington. Does, doesn't he have a vineyard out there in California somewhere? Uh, uh, so he is—he was going to resign as the president, but now he's running again. Is that correct? Well, resign is the wrong word. Okay, sorry. His term was ended. Okay. And he was not going to seek re-election. Right. And then towards the end of the campaigning season, he hmm. decided that he really wanted to come back. Okay. He spoke to a few people that were very influential with him. Right. And he decided that he really needed to come back and sit on the board. And I'm actually very happy about I that. I am happy, too. And I think it's, it's, I think it's very important because of the new superintendent. I think yes. that's a big reason for it, too. Yes. I think he the, was part of that process. Yeah, he was part of that process. And I think that the new superintendent is, is going to have his hands full mm -hmm. um, and he's going to need some strong people mm -hmm. and some guidance. So and there's there's a lot of things going on. So, for example, the assistant superintendent of curriculum, mm -hmm. um, her contract was not renewed. Mm. So that position has been interviewed and uh, about they're probably going to be offering that position um, to someone new. Okay. What, 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 what position is that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the familiar. assistant superintendent of curriculum. And why do they have to add correct? Why can't they just call the assistant to the superintendent? Well, there was a lot of changes made <laughs> under what a hierarchy. It, it, there was a lot of changes in terms of titles made on when Patty Labar was a superintendent. Uh -huh. She changed a lot of people's titles. Right. Um, Make so them feel yes, good. traditionally, right. you know, you had a superintendent, assistant superintendent, right. but now we have a super assistant superintendent of curriculum, assistant superintendent of finance, assistant oh superintendent God. of human resources. Um, so there's all these titles, and those were changes that were made. Why can't that be done at the state level? Why would they allow that within the actual school district hierarchy itself? Well, I think, you know, the school districts run independently. I mean, they have to follow regulations and policies and stuff from the state. Right. But that was a local decision. That's a superintendent's jurisdiction. And right. they can do whatever they want. And I'm sure these these individuals are very good at what they do. But again, in the real world that you and I are very familiar with, that's just top heavy management, in my opinion. That's layers and layers of administration. We see this all, all over corporate America. Right. And do we really need to have these big titles? I mean, all those people are still doing the same thing, right. but they just have a change in titles. So that happened under her supervision so right, right. It, you know it's just carried through so right. now that we have a new superintendent mm -hmm. you know he can revisit many many things right i think people are looking forward to some good changes mm -hmm. we need some good changes we've seen some great changes lately interesting well, we'll cover that yeah let me ask this the 10 million dollar uptick from one but uh, a school uh, year budget to the next that you were very vocal about yep why is there such a, a huge uh, uh, increase over just one year so you know, during the budget hearings, our assistant superintendent of finance explained and went through this whole sophisticated algorithm of mm. how he came up with this money. At the end of the day, everyone sitting there doesn't really understand what he's saying. It's difficult stuff. It mm. wasn't really presented in terms that the layperson can understand. Right. But when I got up and it was my turn to make a comment, my comment was, you've increased the budget by $10 million. In one year. In one year, you've got the, the tax rate went from three and a half mm -hmm. to two and a half and finally to two and a quarter. Mm. 
You're asking the community to levy $375,000. You are increasing us by $10 million. Wouldn't it make more sense for you to absorb that $375,000? Do you really need to go to the taxpayer for that? We already know that Mm. our property taxes are probably going to be increased. We already know our water and sewage is probably going to be increased. Right. There's all these, but it doesn't make sense to increase your budget by $10 million mm-hmm. and try to have the taxpayer contribute 375000 right. So I actually sent him a letter after the hearing, mm-hmm. and I said, I, you know, I would ask you to reconsider this, and you can be, maybe you can be creative right, sure. in finding a way to absorb this three seventy five k. It just right. doesn't make any logical sense. Any- the response was, well, the other th- component to that is that we're also putting forth, I say we, because I feel like we're a community, but the board is putting forth, mm-hmm. you know, the $1.4 million capital improvement project for the turf field, mm-hmm. which has been a point of contention for many, many years. They let that turf run out of warranty. They never replaced it. It should have been done as a capital improvement many years ago. Right. But here's my argument with that. And I did say this on public floor. Why didn't you take some of those ARPA funds? Mm. Okay. And it, it was a one-time expense. Mm-hmm. What did you do with the $23 million? They right. got $8.5 million in foundation aid. Right. They got $23 million in ARPA funds. Right. Now they want to ask the community for $375,000. Right. And now our turf, if that budget gets voted down, mm-hmm. it is very likely that the turf will get voted down. Hmm. So I said to him, why didn't we just take those opera funds? It's a one-time expense. Right, right. It's a capital improvement. Right, sure. Pay and get over. You're going to need it eventually. Uh, so, you know, back in the other thing that came out during that budget season, it, budget hearing was that in 2019, they had a $13 million capital improvement, mm. but they only bonded for $5 million because COVID hit and they couldn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that money is going to infrastructure. Sure. Which... I understand that, but the, our community is not going to see anything. Right. Like, we're not going to visually see any changes in the school. because it, it, Does this get back to the hierarchy of, of, of paying administrators high, high dollar amount? Because you, you know, you know, all of them I, at any management I, level, yeah. whether they're assigned by the previous superintendent or not, that would probably put them in a range much more than, than normal, and therefore a lot of money apparently goes to the payroll. Well... A huge portion, just like anybody knows, if you own a business, a huge portion of your revenues goes into payroll. Right. And you're okay, that's normal. Mm-hmm. I get that. But when you're increasing your instructional line item by $3.8 million, mm-hmm. and I asked, what is that $3.8 million going? Mm-hmm. So, government, uh, uh, Governor Hochul increased the foundation aid, and one of her, um, one of her, uh, recommendations was that they had to put into something called impact tutoring. Mm -hmm. So here's the response was right off the bat, $1 million goes to impact tutoring. And then he went on to say other things. And one of the things that he said Mm -hmm. was that they're going to put a vending machine Mm. in Knickerbocker Mm. for books. So kids can buy books from a vending machine. Mm. So I said, what sense does that make? And you just heard Kevin Todd, who is the president of the teachers union. Mm -hmm. We don't have English teachers. We don't have math teachers. We don't have our core subjects. Kids are spending 80% of their time in study hall because we don't have enough teachers to teach subject matter. He, he revealed all this stuff that people really didn't know. Mm -hmm. So can you explain to me, Mm -hmm. does it make sense to put a vending machine at Knickerbocker when you can't hire a teacher to teach a kid how to read? Yeah. Well, let me me just see if I can understand this in the day of digital books that we get on Amazon for nine 99, what type of vending machine 
actually spits out books. Am I am I reading you right here or? What, I mean, that's what he said. I don't know what kind of apparatus it is. Right. I, I, but you it's know, physical books. Like It's, it's physical know. books. I think you can go, you yeah. know, and just buy Mo- a book. Moby I'm Dick, and it you know, falls out and knocks you over the head. It's so heavy. But these kids can't <laughs> read. You can right. look at our state scores. They just um, took the... They just published the rankings for all of the schools in New York State. Yeah, yeah. And Watertown is way below. Is it really? Oh yes, it is. What is it, around the the Bronx level? No, well, just kidding. Where is it? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You better be careful when you say the Bronx level because I actually think the Bronx is higher. It's actually higher, and I say that because it, traditionally, coming from Queens myself, yeah. it's always been a low area. Yeah. Queens was no, no. picnic. Our Brooklyn sucks. Yeah, our English ELA scores, our math scores, right. our graduation rate. Mm-hmm. These are all the things that I really want to take issue with. I, you know, I I think that we need to be more aggressive. I think the board needs to set more of a direction in terms of this. I'm looking forward to the superintendent yeah. being on the same page as us. He right. seems to be very enthusiastic about education. That's good. One of the other things that's very... He likes motorcycles. No, it's good. He does? He does, yeah. He likes motorcycles. Okay, good. But yeah, yeah. So that's part of... You know, that's spirited. I like that. That's North Country. Next thing you know, he'll be in an ATV and he'll be going to a stir <laughs> or something. Uh, but you have to assimilate and you have to start seeing what type of environment you're in. Which is great, but this is very troubling because we see scores in all across the country uh, lower than, than they have, and a lot of the blame, not just COVID, but prior to that. And we seem to be focused on this whole cultural experiment as opposed to teaching the three R's. Well, the other thing, too, is, and I, I really want to state this, is that teachers are not getting the support that they need from our district administrators. Mm. I have had numerous teachers tell me in confidence because, of course, at Watertown, if you say something, then a bullseye gets put on your back. Right, right, so right. everyone is You're afraid to speak. Yeah. Yeah, right. Everyone's, but, I mean, teachers don't have printers that are located close to them, right. so they're traveling floors to get to printers. Right. They won't provide ink cartridges. Mm-hmm. They won't provide some basic tools that the te- teachers are spending a lot of money out of their pocket right. in order to bring supplies. I, I don't understand. Right. We have $23 million. Right. So you And look, you're talking COVID money from We're that. talking yeah. COVID money. Right, right. These are one-time expenses. Right, right. You could have bought school supplies for two years. Yeah. This, this is worse than the Ukraine. We're, we're spending billions over there, and they still don't have any money. I mean, where does this money go? And, and I, I mean, and I, Randy Weingarten is still looking for more money after the billions of dollars that were distributed across the country, particularly in city areas. Of course, that part of the carved turkey came in the form of $23 million up here. But I, I, again, without getting into all of that, we have to look at the future. But I just want to talk about briefly, and then we'll open up the phone lines. M- Millie Smith with us today. The actual, uh, uh, what do we call these? These are, these are the school board vo- uh, 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 the, Election Day on Tuesday, and we'll get to the locations and whatnot. But Jude Seymour sat right there along with his counterpart, Michelle, who, and they were talking about how they donate or lend the Dominion machines. There's that word again that we never heard of before, before 2020, for these voting, uh, for the whole voting process. However, uh, the Board of Elections has nothing to do with counting. Yes. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that there's something going on behind closed doors, but I have a problem with that. Yeah. I really do, Millie. What say you about and I, that? I, I have a problem with that. I called Jude Seymour myself. Yeah. I was unaware. So remember... I, you you learned that from this show, or no, or do you knew it beforehand? No, but, I knew it beforehand. You probably knew it before. Yeah, you're engaged with all this. Well, yeah, go ahead. I knew it because when I ran for during COVID, right, right. they hand... You know, they were 
count. It was on video. Mm-hmm. They were counting all the ballots by hand. Hmm. They had like six people sitting there. They were okay, putting so you them could, in. You could so see this streaming live? I could live? see this. This was streaming live. Wow, okay. And so I was very upset about that. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. So I actually called Jude a little while ago, and I said, I don't understand. Why, it, why doesn't the Board of Elections like take care of these local school right. elections? Because I asked, in order for me to send out my postcards, right. I needed the polling books. And the polling books are all handwritten. Hmm. I had to decipher people's handwritings and addresses in order to send my postcards wow. out. In this day and age, that's outrageous. Nothing, it was outrageous. Yeah. It's so archaic. Right. And there was nothing that was put you know, in the computer. And so Jude said, you know, we've offered mm-hmm. to lend our machines, mm-hmm. but we have not offered to lend our iPads. Hmm. Okay. So, so that is something that I do want to look into. Sure. If I get a seat. Right, right, right. I want to look into that right. and find out why. Mm-hmm. I understand that some of the other school districts, they also borrow the machines. Yeah. But not the iPads. Mm-hmm. But just Does because. Does that make the difference, the iPads, uh, well, in conjunction now, with the machine? Well, everything's electronic. So like if I, so right now, right, for city council elections. Yeah, right. You, you can pull up on, on a computer spreadsheet all mm-hmm. the people that voted over the last several years okay we can't do that i had to do everything by hand interesting i see what you're saying so it just makes it more difficult for well, especially a newcomer right. to, to actually yeah okay well, the, go ahead. the point the point i'd like to make is you know i think we get into habits that are just not productive sure. so just because something's been done a certain way forever mm-hmm. in a day does not mean we need to continue to do it like that again. Sure. For example, here's another one of my gripes. And if I get a board, mm-hmm. if I get a seat on this board, I will make a dent in this. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely disappointing and very discouraging to our community that not one entity has wanted to host a forum for all of the school board candidates. Interesting. The school board candidates, in my opinion, are just as important as the city council for one reason and one reason only. Mm -hmm. We are making decisions on community taxpayer dollars. Why wouldn't you want to know who you're putting in that seat has the power of the pen Mm -hmm. and is your voice in this community? I have received so many phone calls Mm. about... Well, what? Where are you going to be? Can we listen to you talk? Or what do you stand for? Right, right, right. There are six candidates mm-hmm. for three seats. The school didn't do anything. Lauville put up a beautiful, big notice a week ago. Right. Come meet the candidates. Right, right, what right. What does that cost? It doesn't cost a cent. Nothing. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. I spoke to TV Seven. Right. They weren't. They, we don't have time. Right. <laughs> I spoke to community broadcasters. Yeah. I spoke to community broadcasters. Jim Levin. Yes. Yeah. Never got a response. Well, at least we're interviewing people. You are, but you're not interviewing all of us. No, I'm not. You're and I, right. I think that's unfair. I think it's very important that people hear people speak, right? Hear where they're st- where they stand right. in things, right? And it's a missed opportunity. I, I, I here's the thing: as far as Seven doesn't want to, first of all, just like when they went to Tom Homan's event last week, they did it because they felt they had to. Uh, but they never even bothered interviewing the guy because at that point they would get into the context of why he was there. Doesn't fit the narrative. As far as Channel 7 is concerned, they look at how many channels did they just add to their digital uh, collection? Ten channels now? Whatever. You have to turn everything off and all of a sudden you have all these channels. Plenty of venues. Well, we can't use them for local stuff. Then, no, that's a bunch of malarkey. You You should start streaming stuff only because you are an important, pivotal entity, just like we should. We try to do as much as we can, but let's face it, Channel 7's reach and whatnot, it's arrogance. That's what it is. It's like Rhett Butler. 
It's arrogance. That's what it becomes. But I sit here, and not just today, Millie, you and I have known each other for a while, but in as far as how you rattle things off, how engaged you are with numbers, you're talking very specifically about things that really matter. You know the game. Do you think sitting uh, uh, board members right now know as much as you do? Um, I don't believe so. And, and, And I can tell you that they don't know as much as I do because... I have engaged with a lot of people outside of the community and mm-hmm. I get a lot of feedback and I actually go back and I do speak on public floor and they, they are attentive and they do pay attention to what I'm saying. Right. But I don't know because it's inconceivable to me that if you took the time to really decipher out the budget and look at it, I'm not, I don't consider myself a genius. You, it's very straightforward. Right. You're increasing our budget by $10 million right. and you're asking the community to contribute 375000 Right. Guess what? Lower your budget by three seventy-five right. and make everyone happy. I don't get the three seventy-five. That's such a small, small yes. number but in comparison to the $10 million increase. It is. Ex- no, but explain that. Maybe I'm just not, I'm missing that. What's the three hundred seventy-five? We're talking $375,000? So, so what happens is when they put the budget out, right. they are... They have a tax rate. Okay, 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 gotcha. All right, I see. Which contributes to the tax levy. Okay. So they initially, I made a big stink about this. Mm-hmm. They wanted to increase it to three and a half. They wanted three and a half percent, which was oh. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So then after several meetings, they lowered it to two and a quarter. So that two and a quarter gotcha. tax rate gotcha. translates into 375000 gotcha. Interesting. Fantastic. So you can't, in answer to your question, yeah. you cannot tell me that people who are currently sitting on that board right. don't see the math. Is it, you know, can I just throw a little uh, uh, idea behind this? It's a rubber stamp. It's, whenever it comes to kids, endless, you know, we're, we're, we're lifting the, the debt ceiling. It's government money. It's not private sector money. We, we're losing water matters or can't, whatever. We're losing that, uh, that water company on, on Water Street. Why? Because, I don't know, someone, you know, the business has changed, it's shifted. They just can't automatically look up and say, well, grab the money out of the air. That's how government works. They just, they'll get it somehow. And if they have to change the nominations and titles of people, People and increase their salaries based on the structure of, of New York State labor laws and so forth. That's all of a sudden, if you looked at the payroll going out for just middle management with the amount of superintendents there, and by the way, all these people, if in fact they're listening right now, hate hearing what, I, what I'm saying right now. And I don't blame them, Millie. But again, at the end of the day, it's government overspending. Kids aren't learning. Our numbers are, are as bad as a city at this point, a big, big urban city. Something's got to give here. And well, that's why knowing how seeing rather how much you know really is very very comforting. Well, the the contrary to that too, and and I will say kudos to the board. Right, they just approved a very very generous uh, package to the teachers. Mm-hmm. But prior to this increase, which just happened a right. couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I mean, our competitive wages compared to other school districts right. were not. Mm. They, they're just weren't competitive. So we're losing quality people. Right. But you can have all these administrators making six digits, right, right. but you can't That's pay amazing. your teachers what they deserve. Right. I uh, have a problem with that. I totally do. All right, listen, I'm going to take one call, and then we're going to do a break. Uh, put your headsets on. Uh, tell me if you can hear everything. Can you hear my voice yes um, hi you're in the air hi is mrs smith uh, got her headphones on ready to yeah yeah we're questions. good donnie we're good we're good <laughs> so uh, well first off i'll make a statement good luck against the new superintendent they're going to be pushing the lgbt uh, I, 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 I. yeah first, go ahead yeah. um but, but my question would be is what 
activities does the school have planned for their students for the LGBTQ Pride Month next month? Because, you know, it happened last year, so what is yes. the school planning this year for next I, month? I, I, I thanks, believe, thanks, Donnie. No, let me answer that. No, I understand. Okay. I, no, I, um, I believe that after the debacle that occurred last year, mm-hmm. I don't believe, I haven't heard, I haven't been told, and the administrator who was in charge of um, orchestrating that whole thing is no longer at the middle school. So I don't believe that any event's going to take Interesting. place. That's right. There was a shift. And again, it's my guesstimation yes. that, that that led to the to the re- resignation of the previous superintendent. It's just a guess because at that point, uh, you know, it just it wasn't a good look and uh, it was time anyway. So it was it was it was convenient. Listen, uh, no, wait, is someone on the line? Let me check. Hi, right, you're on the air. Never mind. Let's do a break. Millie Smith with us today. 19 minutes before the hour, we'll be back after this. Roof looking older than you are, finding more tiles in your lawn than contracting. The people who call you back. All right, we're back. Dip, 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 day. All right, we're with uh, Millie Smith. Also, and we got to mention this, Millie. Uh, you are the uh, the first lady of, of Watertown. Is that correct? <laughs> I know. That's, 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 that's an appropriate way of For looking at it. For only a few more months. But, well, yeah, okay. Are you happy that uh, Jeff is has decided to get out of you know politics, so to speak? Uh, well, he's never going to get out of politics, let's be real. I mean, he will always have, you know, he's very devoted to this community, um, he may not be an elected official, right. but he will always, you know, contribute at some level. Right. Am I happy? I'm happy that he made a decision that he felt was the right one. Right, right. And uh, that's good. And, of course, now we have a, a monster rate. We have many races. Yes. We have uh, two two seats in city council. This is, we're back to the normal flow of things after Rocha left uh, for bigger and better passes over there. Uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, the mayoral race between—it's it's a guarantee—we're going to have our first female. Uh, it's uh, a mayor. guarantee, yes. Yeah, it's a guarantee, which is great. So we're looking forward to that. And like you said just moments ago, uh, the uh, the uh, the school board uh, elections on Tuesday start. What time? It's the same so, time, eight o'clock. Yeah, no, it starts. It's from noon to nine p.m. And okay. there's only two voting sites. One is the high school. The high school. So it's the chorus room right. um, at the high school. You have to go in through the side entrance and then at North Elementary in the gym. Alright, so they make it as much, very difficult as possible. Why, why is that? Why don't we... You know, again, we should be running PSAs. I've been trying to do my best to remind people that it, in fact, is this uh, upcoming Tuesday, the 6th... What is it? I'm even losing it's my It's Tuesday, May 16th. May 16th. Yes. Uh, it has not been... I mean, I got a phone call from Bill Tinsley this morning. Yeah, right. And he's like, oh my gosh, my wife mentioned... The, and he's like, I'd love, I'd love to have you I on the I would love show. to see that. Hello, um, Bill Tinsley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Millie, how are you? Millie, what's going on? I'm here in um, WTMI. You're so bad. Stop no, it. that's Bill Tinsley. That's his, no, I love Bill. He's a great, great guy. <laughs> Uh, and but we're I mean, this is a guy who's on, you know, he, this is a guy who's on the radio right. every day. And he's like, my wife just happened yeah, to say, because, yeah. you know, there's going to be elections on Tuesday. And nobody has said anything. Yeah. Elections have consequences. That's what they say. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, I just want to call. I want to wish you a good luck, Millie. I Duff. Hope, uh, I hope you win. I really, really do. Yeah. Thank you. So, Duff, let me ask the question. Let me ask you the question. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be like Dave Mance here. <laughs> if, if Millie doesn't win... What 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 does that say? Well, <laughs> people aren't uh, Get the worst paying phone attention line. because she's, she's all, the, the only one that goes out there and really asks the the, uh, the tough questions, pertinent questions. Right, you right. Know? That's why she's going to lose. No, I was kidding. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I just 
I'd love to see you on there because we need some accountability there. Yes. Right, right. Ten million dollars. All of all across the country. Yeah, I agree. Not that, but she's right on the test scores. They're, they're abysmal. Yeah, that's terrible. We should never. That's that's an embarrassment. That so, really is an embarrassment. Thanks, Duff, man. That, that is an embarrassment. Let me just add yeah. that when I sent my email to the assistant superintendent of finance and I said, you know, I really think you need to reconsider this. You should probably be creative and try to absorb that 375K. Yeah. He said a few things to me, but two things were really outstanding. This is from the new superintendent. No, no, no. Not the new superintendent. No, no, no. This is the assistant superintendent of finance. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Right. No. Our superintendent, I have... I I've not had a real conversation okay. with her. No, right. not him. Hmm. So let's leave Dr. Schmiegel no, out. Gotcha. I, that, yeah. that, how do you pronounce his last name, Dr.? I believe it's Dr. Schmiegel. Schmiegel. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Larry Schmiegel. La- uh, yeah, and he does cartoons for Saturday Night Live? No, that's another Schmiegel. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's just a familiar name. Go ahead. So two responses that were quite outstanding to me. And w- number one was, well, if it gets voted down, then we can have a, another vote on June 20th. Hmm. And I was like, okay, What's going to change? Right, right. If people voted down on May 16th, right. what's going to change on... Four days later. June 20th, which right. is actually a month later. Okay, so sorry, sorry. I would hope, I would hope that they would do some adjustments to the tax rate at that point. But then the second thing that was outstanding was we have a fiduciary duty to make sure that our 2035 class has equal or better education mm-hmm. than the class of 2023. Interesting. Okay. And, wh- and wh- where does that mandate come from? Are you saying that? Is that your platform or what no. we have a duty in the for our that's future? What, ten- that's what the response was to my letter. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm so, not saying that. So we're going to skip this generation and yep. we're going to prepare them. For the kindergartners. What, what, so we're just essentially abandoning uh, you know everything I, in between? I, I mean... You know, anyone can interpret that any way they want. Yeah. But for me, that was a very dissatisfactory response. So you say outstanding in a sense like, wow, that's outstanding in a negative way. I'm waiting for like some joyous. uh, Oh, wow. That's pretty optimistic. That's exceptionally bad that we don't want. That's over a decade from now. Yes. So they're giving. So they're basically saying, look. Right now, this is transitionary phase. We had a bunch of kids that were basically learning and are now behind by a couple of three, four years. I bet you Albany's saying, look, we have to rebuild, but it's not going to happen overnight. COVID put us back in some cases at least four or five. Some of the urban cities, some of these kids are getting out of high school with a sixth grade reading level. Yep. And who knows what else? So they're basically, based on that, are saying... It's, we can't do this overnight. There's not enough tutors. We're not going to do this right away. However, let's look towards the future and feel good about ourselves again, I guess. I, I mean, I, I think that we're, you know, think about this. So we reach shutdown from yeah. COVID, right? Right, right. which was a horrible 20, mistake. Yep, horrible March mistake. 2019. Right. So if you look back 12 years from that, right? can you imagine... If someone in our Watertown City School District said, well, we have a fiduciary duty to make sure that our 2019, well, no new COVID was going to hit. And all those kids, Mm -hmm. 2019, 2020, Mm -hmm. didn't have graduation, didn't have a prom, didn't Mm -hmm. have anything. So you, quote, saved all that money. And what happened? I don't know. And that's why when I see Randy Weingarten, who to me and uh, Mike Pompeo said this, he says she's the most dangerous person in the country because of what she represents. 
And all of a sudden, she was a little sweet angel there on Capitol Hill last month. But prior to that, she looks like a little Hitler. And I, I know that's ironic because that's the last person that wants to mimic someone who tried to destroy her own people. But that's what she looks like. She's got her hand up in the air like Dr. Ruth. And she's yelling and yelling about this, that, and the other thing. And yet last month, she denies extending the closures in our schools for the period of time in which she did. She just lied through her teeth. And believe me, you can see them a mile away. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, Millie, I hope you, I hope you win. We need you on the uh, Thank school you. council. Thank and you. And I just wanted to let you know, my uh, daughter teaches out in Nevada, and they have the same exact problems. It's yeah. all around it's the country. Right. And as far as uh, the teachers, they're underpaid. They're always spending money out of their pocket. Yeah, yes. Some of the I kids, you know, they can't afford this, can't afford that. <clears throat> uh, they don't have a... Um, program for the kids that are having a hard time Mm -hmm. um they're in just in the regular class disrupting her class continually but they have no separate classes for those correct uh children they need a lot more work than a regular teacher yeah the sweat hogs um i know those teachers that have a lot different training than just a regular teacher they can't handle these Mm -hmm. kids but Mm -hmm. Just wanted to let you know it's all over the country. Yeah, Thanks, Mel. No doubt. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Good stuff. Um, well, yeah, excellent. Let's go to the phones. We've got another call. Hi, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Glenn. What's happening? Uh, Millie, did you ever consider running for the council when your husband decided not to seek re-election? No, that's interesting. I'd love to have you on the council. Hmm. Thank you. The school board, to be honest with you. I, wow. I've, yeah, I've had sheeps. a lot of people say that to me. Like Bob Dole. Um, but... You know, I am not a native of Watertown. I've obviously learned a lot of things through my husband. And um, you don't have to be a native to be on the. No, conference. you don't. You don't. But I, I you know, Very I like well to speak. My- Thank well, you're not you. A girl. I'm sorry, lady. <laughs> very, very smart. Uh, his, her. Sorry, his. Her. Remember our pronouns. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't voted in a school board, but my God, I'm gonna. I hope you, you do. on the 16th if I have to get up there any way I can get up there. Right. Yes, I hope that you do because that is what the problem is, too, is that people are not voting. And I think what's happening is the minority is working harder than the majority. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, there we develop chaos. Right. <clears throat> right. It's, thanks, Rockland. Yeah, thanks. So, Thank uh, you. So it's a core of people that essentially like the way things are. It's a click. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Okay, let's get back to a real fundamental thing. Okay, let's go back to the 80s. You grad, in the early 80s, I see movies with Walter Matthau and whatnot. Early, the average income of a school teacher across the country in the public school system was abysmal, just like cops and firemen and so forth. That changed under Reagan. It changed later on. So when I got out of college, all of a sudden I see a lot of people, I'm going to be a school teacher. It was the best decisions they ever made, not just during that, just prior to that. School teachers, for the most part, up here particularly, live very well. Yes. They really have. Mm-hmm. You work essentially nine months out of the year. You get great state mm-hmm. benefits. You're, you're, an, you're an outstanding person in the community, and you really are. Because if you go to a grocery store, says, there's Mrs. Alexander. That's my, that's my English. You're respected. And all of a sudden, COVID hits, even prior to that, People would wait on, you know, people graduate uh, uh, with with, uh, education degrees and so forth from Oswego and elsewhere looking to get right into something. They would have to wait for like a year, work up at JCPenney. Now we're desperate for school teachers and assistants. Why is that happening? 
Well, I think for well, just in general, the entire workforce has but diminished. They, but okay, they're not getting enough money based on okay, we have to buy supplies, this, that, and the other thing. But they live pretty well. Why won't mm-hmm. we see a, a decent amount of graduates this year and this in the year two thousand twenty-three want to work as a high school teacher at their local schools? Well, at what in the Watertown City School District? Yeah. We don't. I believe my personal opinion yeah. is that teachers don't want to come here because of all of the disorganization. Really? Over the last five years, the administration has been absolutely awful huh. to our teachers <clears throat> and to instruction right. and being supportive and right. being there for them and really giving them the tools that they need. Huh. And, you know, word travels fast. So what, what are they? Google this stuff? Are they hear it no, through the grapevine? No, but think about this. Look, I'm a physician assistant, right, right? Right. So someone from Syracuse is thinking about moving to Watertown. Right, sure. And they're like, oh, call Millie Smith. She works at Quick Med. Yeah. She calls me and like, or he, yeah. what do you think about working? I love my job. I right. love living here. Right. But what if I say, I hate it here. It's right. terrible. Right, right. The pay is awful. Right. You know, administration's awful. Mm. It, it just travels fast. Isn't that something? And a lot of the teachers, you know, in the surrounding communities, why would you want to work in a district where there's so much disorganization and so much dysfunction when you can go to neighboring right. Carthage, right. Indian River, right. General Brown. But they're having problems too getting people. They are having problems. And I'm not trying to isolate. I'm just saying... For what I've experienced, and which is one of the reasons why I'm getting involved, is because there has been a lot of dysfunction and disorganization over the last administration, which lasted five years. Mm. Wow. The the other thing I I, want to point out is that something that has not been addressed, and I am hoping that if I get a seat, I will be first in line to talk to Dr. Schmiegel about this right. is our disciplinary issue in the school. What's that the mean? Discipline, the discipline in our children, hmm. starting from elementary all the way up to the high school, right. is atrocious. Hmm. Kids are fighting all the time. They're hmm. vaping. They're smoking marijuana. Hmm. They're overdosing in front of teachers in the hallway. Oh, my God. I mean, I have videos on my phone. I don't hear this on channel. I see this on Channel 7. No, they're not going to talk about it. But I will talk about it because if you don't talk about something, then you don't address it. And you know from specific incidents because of your staff. You, know, you, you, you operate a, a quick med. And yes. you, they, they come down there. And they come to my office. That's and amazing. I, and, and, and I hear this time. So the discipline in our school system is so horrific mm-hmm. that teachers, so this gentleman just called, right. there are students who don't belong in the classroom right. with the other kids. Mm. They're disruptive, they right. have emotional disturbances, and many <clears throat> years ago, and I don't know how many, but we used to have a program where they used to take, there's, some, there's a program called ACES right yeah. now. Used to be called DADS. Well, they, um, Lowville has a program like that, but we used to have, in within the Watertown City School District, we used to have an ability to send those kinds of kids mm-hmm. into a separate class so they can get one better, one one attention. Like right, maybe right. there was five kids to one teacher, right, something right, like that. Right, right. But that's been done away with. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of disruptive kids. Who is this actually, part of, is this part of, I'm sorry to interrupt, is this part of the inclusiveness where everyone gets a trophy? So if you're, you know, if you're disruptive in class, that's okay because if you, if you isolate that person, that's not a part I, of inclusion. I, I think the previous administration put a lot of time and effort into inclusive, you know, inclusive, <sighs> diversity, all that stuff. And I think we've lost what, we our teachers have lost the ability to teach because these kids there's they don't belong there they belong to be on a one to one they belong in a different setting right. they need to have different needs being met right. and it's not 
fair mm-hmm. that 80% of the kids or 90% of the kids are doing great in a class right. and it's being ruined by one student. It's, it's, and, it's well, not yeah. fair. It and it's not fair the to broth. the kid yeah. that needs extra help. So, all right. So what do we need? Uh, uh, Principal Joe Clark from Eastside High, uh, you know, like uh, Morgan Freeman to go in there with a baseball bat in his hand. I mean, here's what I, 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 I first of all, I don't know who, I don't know who the principal is. Of Watertown High School, I I know now who the Chad superint- Fairchild. Okay, because when I went, I mean, when I uh, uh, Hugh Kerwin was our principal at Christ the King High School. Dr. Joan Patrice was our, our principal at St. Thomas. Apost- I just I just remember these yeah, things. That, yeah. That's what I remember. I I didn't know. I didn't care who the superintendent was. It was probably the bishop or who cared. It didn't matter because the principal was the person that stands in the hallway and dictates the rules and the temperament. I, I guess that those days are done, Millie. That doesn't exist anymore. Well, it definitely, the disciplinary issue in the high school is just not there. Even our code of conduct doesn't have some repercussions for kids that are caught doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. Mm. And that's being looked at by the policy committee. There's a lot of changes that need to really be taken place. And I'm hoping with new leadership, with a new superintendent um, and new people, you know, on uh, the administrative side that we're going to see some of these changes come to fruition. Dallas, you're on the air. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, I think Millie knows who I am. I used to call on her. I used worked in the pharmaceutical business. I used to, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, real quickly, I, yeah. uh, when uh, her husband uh, was... you got to talk up, though. you got to talk up, Fred. I took care of him. Okay. Talk. Uh, I want to sign in front of my house, and I just want to tell Millie <laughs> what a beautiful job i've never ever ever have voted for a school board and I'm wow there you go and you got my vote oh thank you so much awesome i appreciate that so, very much thanks thanks man okay good. you take care he's thank a good guy you. he's a good guy um he's your near or whatever uh he works at as in the drug department. Nonetheless, uh, uh, by the way, the pharma school, <laughs> this is all legal, by the way. All right, so do you have to be registered? Do, or how do you prove that you're no. a Watertown or a, a town of Watertown so, resident? Yeah, so that's another thing I'd like to change. Um, but, but you're not now. No. How, how can people, what do they need to bring on, on Tuesday and name you, the two locations again? Okay, so you, it's Watertown High School in the chorus room right, right. from noon to 9 p.m. and then North Elementary School. Where is North... Really? Over oh. on East Horde Street. Okay, so what does this all entail? So let's co- let's cover the bases. Well, let me answer your question. Yeah, yeah. You just cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'll put my thumb on my You just mouth. have to be a, you have to be 18 years old, gotcha. and you have to live within the Watertown City School District. Which is outside Watertown, it includes... Well, you've got Plamilia, Rutland, and... Um, can, can Duffman is in town of Watertown, or is that South Jeff? It depends on where the line is. I right. don't know. Yeah. I think Rice's so Road is kind of like the... If his yeah. kids went to the Watertown High School, yeah. then yes, okay. you can vote. Gotcha. And you just have to bring your... I mean, you have to bring your ID of your address, and that's it. So there's always a guy that says, why does a Duff man care what happens in Watertown? Well, now he could be, he could really care because he's part of the whole Watertown school thing, right on the edge. And he does care. It doesn't matter where he lives. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, yeah, she is right about the kids being out of control. So this is the gentleman, despite the fact that we call him Satan, he actually has worked in the school system for a very long time. Explain that, my friend. Uh, oh, they're, they're crazy, man. I work in an elementary school, and the kids are just out of control. Isn't yes. that something? Yes. 
Why? Why, and, Satan? Is this? Is I don't know why. Because, because of the parents. Well, there's no enforcement of the discipline, and I think some of the other things that's going on is we're forgetting that once this kid is in school, they become your authority. Right. Okay? Right. And so your parent, problem. Yeah, <laughs> so parents can discipline their kids at home, and of course, if a kid gets in trouble, the parent gets called. But we really need to start encouraging more parents to support the discipline that the school is you know, delivering on these kids, and sometimes there's a little bit of controversy there. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, I've known, I've known at least three people that got fired for you know manhandling the, the kids when they're out of control. And, and, yeah. I, and listen, the first yeah. look, look what happened in the subway uh, yes. uh, last week. Yes, they said, oh, he's a murderer. Today he had to turn himself in because he's going to see t- at least ten years of jail. There's people down there want to see him, you know, forever. Yet people could be pushed on the railroad track, on the subway track, right. and, and be out the same day. It, so this whole accountability. Is, is is ridiculous, and at the same time, we're human. When a kid acts up, sometimes you just you want to strangle him. I, that's me talking, yeah. not Millie Smith. No, I, I don't. But yeah. the moment you do that, you cross the line, and you are canceled, just like this guy in the subway car the other day. So, if you're a part of a certain class of people, and if you look like that class of people, wink, wink, nod, nod, and you manhandle a kid, which, by the way, you're not supposed to do. But boy, there's a threshold, Millie. These kids push the limit. But there's also another element that I don't think people are speaking about. And right. there's a flaw in our process and our system of consistency. Mm-hmm. When you have consistency across the board for disciplinary issues, then parents and everybody else, it's easier for them to accept it. But when you take it case by case and there's no consistency and there's no policy and there's, if you do this, you do, this is what happens. No ifs, ands, or buts. Once you start deviating from consistency, right. it just allows for argument. Yeah, yeah. and again, uh, thanks, Satan. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, well, I got another question. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, quick. real quick. Hey, um, what do you think about the insurance company that the school has? Hmm. All right, thanks. Uh, the insurance company? What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean oh, yeah. by that? What do you mean? Uh, Meriton? I don't know. You mean the insurance company for... The teachers, for the students, for the school? For, for the teachers and, you know, for the staff. Because he's part of it. He's on oh, the payroll. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't know All anything right. about that. All right. All right. Thanks. Really, it, yeah, I think it's Meriton, and it, it's horrible. Oh, okay. Interesting. So the, he's saying that because he, he, he has the, the same benefits as the others. Satan, thanks. Have a great weekend to Satan there. Uh, even Satan's afraid of the kids. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about <laughs> they the were, insurance that they, were, they carry. They were interviewing a guy in Brooklyn who was in the gangs back in, I guess, the 90s, early 2000s. And he says, these kids are worse than they were. And they're saying that the girls are just as bad as the guys. Oh, my gosh. I have a video on my phone of two girls fighting. It was atrocious. It's wicked. It, they they want to oh, kill each no, other. They wa- no, like the one girl pulled a chunk of hair out. And, and they could, ugh, times have changed. And it's, you know what, Millie? America's white elitists have created this, and let and let it's, it's not the uh, the Joyce uh, Joy Reads of the world. It's the American white elite class. Uh, Millie Smith, thank you very much. Thank you, and good luck on Tuesday the sixteenth. Thank you. Vote AM twelve forty WH on Watertown up next CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.